Welcome to episode six of One Shot Dungeons. I am your dungeon master, Kyle, and we are joined with our reoccurring player, Jakey. Uh, today, things are going to be a little bit different. We're not going to have a guest with us. This is going to be a mini-sode. Uh, this is just a way for us to explain some more lore without having to drag another player through the muck of just sitting there waiting. Uh, still listen. It's going to be exciting, and you're going to learn a lot more about Cypress's story. So, are you ready to jump into this one, Jakey? Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about my experience? Huh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers. So, Cyprus, we leave you off standing at the gates of this manor. Um, the Warforged have kind of lined their ways up as they point a single arm down, pointing up this long winding hill that dips in between a dense forest leading up. And at the top of this hill, you can see the slight peaks of a large mansion kind of extending over the tree line itself. None of them have spoken to you, but they've all gestured you in that way. At one moment in the last, in your travels to this destination, uh, Oak Ross mentioned that uh, Montaigne requests a meeting. So you kind of had the slightest indication that that might be what this is about. Okay. And I, if I look back at uh, Ocris, he's still got the green eyes and just kind of focused on pointing that way. It, it's he kind of like... stands in line in order with these other uh, Warforged mechs that you've seen. So it's, it's still, like, he's in a trance, he won't. Yeah, he's completely uh, zoned out, basically. He's just staring, he's staring through you, not at you, but through you, as well as the rest of them, as they all appear to know exactly where you stand, and they're focused all on the exact same movement and separation. Uh, okay. Um, I'll start hiding down the path uh, to the gate. Awesome. Um, one moment. So as you make your way down this muddy trail, uh, about 25 feet in, as you're heading into the gate, you hear the large iron slide through the mud and clank shut. Uh, as you turn around quickly, you notice that two of them have shut the door behind you and the rest of them have scattered off into different directions. You haven't had a, you don't have a sight line on where they possibly could have gone to, but the gate shuts behind you. So as soon as I walk through the gate, it, it shut. About 25 feet, 30 feet in, as you're kind of focused down the trail, you hear the large slide and slam of an iron gate. And as you peer behind you, you see two of the Warforged kind of shutting the gate up. Those two stand inside of the gate line with you. The rest of them, you have no idea where they possibly could have gone to. 
Excuse me. Um, do you know where I can meet or see Montaigne? Uh, they both about face simultaneously, and they just kind of nod and then point forwards down the trail. Thank you, sirs. Make my way down the path. Okay. Uh, you continue on down the trail. It takes you five minutes or so, five or ten minutes. It's a decent little walk. It kind of separates and slides in between everything. As you get closer, the tree line begins to break, and you can see this large manor now in front of you. To the left side, you see a large tower built up into it. Uh, at the top of this tower, you see some green glowing lights, kind of with ambient light glowing and cascading through even the daylight itself. Uh, it's pretty visible from this distance now. To the right side of the mansion, you just see what looks like a standard manor or house, basically. Uh, well, not house, mansion, but you see what looks like just a standard kind of setup. Um, as you approach closer now, you see a large grand staircase leading up maybe 15 feet or so to a massive wooden door. So, Have you ever seen uh, Ace Ventura, the second one? Yeah. So when it puts the slinky down the stairs? Yeah. Are we, talk are we talking that long of a staircase or a little bit shorter? Uh, a little bit shorter. <laughs> okay, so still pretty long. <laughs> still pretty long, yeah. It's a, it's a big staircase leading up to this. Like, there's a whole story of this house built, and then basically the staircase is leading up to the second story where the main entrance is into the house itself. Okay. It's kind of a weird little setup, but... I'm assuming, I'm very confidently, I'm assuming this is where Montaigne is, uh, based on the green tower, or the tower with the green lights, the warforges with the green eyes, and then them pointing to this direction, so I'm going to just walk right up. Yeah, I mean, you'd be making the right assumption. I was thinking of having you roll something, but there's nothing to roll for common sense. So. <laughs> you don't got me. You're still hungover. <laughs> uh, and keep in mind, it is mid to late afternoon at this point. It's probably three, four in the afternoon if you had to take a guess. Okay, so as you begin walking up, you get about halfway up the staircase as you see these two large wooden doors swing inwards. As you see now, two more Warforged standing at the, like, apart from each other, perfectly perpendicular, in full suits. They appear to be some sort of, like, it's almost as if they're dressed like butlers as they swing open the doors and you just see a large manor leading inwards. And kind of, you just see, it goes up into a large, like, foyer. I look to one of the Warforged, uh, the, the Montaigne requests my presence. As you say that, they kind of like almost bow slightly as they point you into the center of the room. I'm going to look around. Is there anything that kind of sticks out to me? Is there like... Nothing's really standing out too much. The place is a bit dirty. It's not like the most well-kept mansion itself, but it's not terrible either. It's not like it's a broken down old wood. It's just not been dusted in quite some time. Some of the rugs are like some of the rugs on the ground are a bit crooked. Uh, something interesting you do notice is to the left over a small little like mantle, you see a large family photo with a man with some kind of gray hair and a little bit longer bangs that kind of swing down to one of the sides standing next to, and he's in a nice suit as well, standing next to a woman with some blonde hair. Uh, she's wearing a nice black gown with some little white trim pieces and he has their shoulder around her. And then in front of like to his left, there's also a younger woman appears to be 
in her 20s or so and her head is shaved bald uh and she appears to be wearing some sort of like black dress as well with that description can i connect that woman is that the same woman that i saw in prison uh it is in fact yes we're getting somewhere all right so after after inspecting the family photo and not seeing anything else that might make me weary uh i'm gonna step into the center of the where they pointed me to okay as you step in the two shut the door behind you as you hear a large creak from the wooden doors slam shut and lock uh i'm not liking that they keep shutting doors behind me after i well even worse you see one of them pick up a large piece of wood as they slide it over the door as like a brace basically but it appears to be more so keeping stuff from coming in than going out uh so as they do that one approaches as it kind of bows towards you once again and kind of ushers you to follow it as you guys begin walking off they kind of lead you off to the left down a large hallway as you see them turn to the right it leads up towards a staircase they begin ascending up the stairs as they lead you up to the second floor uh they walk back down the hallway off to your right and lead you kind of back towards the main area as they now approach two large red doors uh they swing them open as you now walk into a it's a fairly nicely furnished uh office of some sort it's a large room with a large red rug sitting in the center bookcases lining the walls and desks kind of scattered throughout in the center of the room in the back you see one large workstation with a man uh kind of leaned over a desk as he hears the doors open he turns around the man himself has the same matching hair as the man in the portrait with the long gray hair uh he's wearing a suit with a leather smock kind of tied around over his neck and tied around his waist uh as he hears the doors he now begins approaching towards you he says uh hello my friend i'm zigoth montaigne i appreciate you accepting my offer to come speak to me uh it's been quite some time and i've been awaiting this for quite a while now. How was your journey? A little chaotic. I mean, I am in your favor for sending some Warforges to help me escape from prison and helping with my ro- uh, most recent battle. What What do you request of me? Well, uh, it was more in my favor to help you escape the jail. Uh, you see, my daughter was captured there, and so were you. So I figured might as well kill the two birds with one stone at the same time and get you both out. Uh, it just happened that you wandered along the trail towards me, and it just happened that my little birds had heard of you. So I figured I might as well bring you here. Uh, what makes me so special? Why do you want? Why do you request my presence? Well, I requested the assistance of the Red Hook gang, and I'm not sure if you're the one who sent, but through some of my ears within Throg's camp, I had heard that uh, one of their agents might have been around, and it just couldn't have been quite the coincidence that you had been in so many different places so freshly and not been associated with them. Well, I'm going to be a little honest with you, Montaigne. Uh, after waking up in prison, I don't remember much of my past. I did learn afterwards that I am part of the Red Hook gang, but other than that, I don't know much. Hmm. They must still be, uh, well, attempting some of their uh, experiments, and my guess is you're probably 
on the unfortunate end of one. Uh, you see, I requested the Red Hood gang to come help me get some dirt on the Witten Empire itself. Uh, they said that they would send a man of great disguise and a spy of some sort to assist me in my journey. And uh, quite honestly, I'm surprised to see you in your natural form, I must say. My natural form? Well, uh, you do know that you are a changeling, right? No, I did not. I knew that I found out in prison that I was a sorcerer. Uh, you see him kind of shake his head as he pulls out a little notebook from one of his pockets, and he begins kind of scribbling some notes, uh, and he says uh, their experiments are getting uh, farther away from what they intend, apparently. Uh, well, you see, your race, what you are, uh, you can transform. You can make yourself appear to be not what you are. Uh, it's quite a great skill, especially in such business of espionage and the sorts. Uh, I mean, you could give it a shot. You could attempt in some way. I'm not sure if you can just conjure the power with will or if you have to know how to do it again, but it'd be worth giving it a shot before I uh, ask you to help me further with this. Okay, I'm going to look at him and try to change it to him. As you kind of stare him down for a moment, trying to focus on it, uh, all of a sudden you stare down at your hands and the gray skin begins to kind of splotchily disappear as a tanner skin begins to take over sections of it. You see it kind of rolling up into your arms as it disappears underneath your clothing and your sleeves. Uh, in front of your eyes, you all of a sudden begin to see a bit of hair and like bangs kind of grow over one side of your face. Uh, you notice him kind of like look over at you in amazement as he takes out his like he begins scribbling in his notebook as he approaches you closer and kind of begins writing more notes uh and he shuts his little book as it like snaps shut right next to you um he says uh it's truly a uh, powerful powerful gift you have been given my friend uh and it would be very wise to use this in the best of ways uh as i'm like checking myself out Noticing that he uh, had a notebook, um, I ask him, "What what's in your log there? What what do you what information do you have?" Says uh, this just a journal of some sorts. I I like to journal my studies and stuff I can learn. I'm a man of knowledge, if you will. Uh, what can you tell me more? Can you tell me more about the uh, Red Hook Gang? Uh, I'm all I know is that you are a uh, a part of an organization that. Within itself, uh, you, your group could be a tad bit mischievous, uh, but they have recently been known for some clashes with the Witten Empire. You see, the Witten Empire, uh, they haven't been kind to the magical users, and quite honestly, I'm sad to say that I once was working for them as well. Uh, they don't do nice things, and the Red Hook gang understands that. I don't know much about how your organization runs. I just know where to send a message to, and I know that I need to pay once they show. Who's your contact that you sent a message to? Well, uh, I know if I can get a message to Franlin, the small city within Amandus, Amandus uh, that it can direct to the correct people. Uh, your organization is quite secretive, you see. Uh, it's hard to get in contact, but when you do, you can trust it as long as you have the gold. Uh, you can get stuff done. I'm going to trust that my past actions were uh, on the correct path, so I'm going to accept 
what mission that you have for me. Says okay. I uh well, I'm assuming you don't remember it at this point then. No. He hands you over a little letter. Uh well, it's more of like an envelope itself. Uh and it appears to have a bit of weight to it. Ooh. That's like when you get a Christmas card and there's money in it. <laughs> <laughs> um before I open it, I'm like, okay, uh, I'll ask. So what is up with your fellow creatures that have the green eyes? I I met a man on my travels here, Ocris, who also had the green eyes. What is what is that about? Says ah uh, yes, Ocris. He is uh one of the earlier models that we had been experimenting with. Uh, you see, we've grown stronger and we've created better better bodies for some of our eyes, and uh, we put them to use throughout the island itself. And uh, you happened to stumble into him, and it happened to work out well for me since I could see and figure out kind of what had been happening with you. So we just kind of use him as a vessel. Uh, I have my ways of controlling them, but uh, we don't need to get into that now. No. Tear open up the envelope. Okay. Uh, as you tear it open, you find a key on the inside. Uh, and on the letter, it describes how he is searching for uh, information on Queen Witten herself to help kind of push the people to fight back against her. Uh, you're looking so- for some sort of information within the Witten stronghold that you could bring back to him that he can then publish and send out to people to get the people to revolt in some way and bring down the Witten Empire. So he's going to kind of publish a, uh, an article or something afterwards that uh, with the information and try to revolt the people against the Queen Witten. Yes. Yeah, basically. Uh, so as you kind of look it over for a moment, he kind of heads back over to his desk because he's kind of looking through some papers and kind of digging through some drawers as you hear him pull out a uh, a large sack of uh, some sort of coin. As he sets it on the desk, he says, uh, and upon completion, uh, this gold here will be yours as well. Uh, 125, just like we agreed on. Is there any way, looking, because I'm looking at these maps that I've received from my buddy, Ekra, the... Uh, Witten Stronghold is north off this island. Do you, one, do you have a way for me to get off this island and to the Witten Stronghold Empire? And then two, can you send me the money afterwards so I don't have to come back? Well, uh, I could give it to my confidant. Uh, You see, I'll give you the ride there. You've gotten yourself into quite a predicament trying to help me. I assume you at some point must have already been within the stronghold itself and somehow you ended up within the jail. Uh, they don't just jail people onto this island for no reason. You must have been caught using some sort of magic. Uh, so I will give you the boat ride back. Uh, you will take a ship with my friend Elwyn. He's a young elf. He has sailed this journey multiple times. Uh, but keep in mind now with the jailbreak and the distrust among the island uh this passage could be quite treacherous between the creatures itself and possibly running into some of the crown ships uh this could be a difficult journey uh it's going to take about two days it's not a quick boat in any means but it will get you there uh i can send my money with him uh and when you get there 
I can have him stay somewhere near the outskirts. And uh, if you get back to him with the letter or some sort of information, you can give it to him. He'll give me the gold or he'll give you the gold and he'll bring me back the letter and the information I need. And from there, you can be on your way. Okay. I I would appreciate that. I have some other travels that I ha- want to make after this. Just then it seems to work out for the both of us, doesn't it? And I change back into my changeling form. Okay. Uh, your skin, now that you're kind of remembering your powers a bit more, your skin shifts over almost instantaneously as it flashes through and you feel yourself back in a more natural form. It's a little late to be leaving at this point. Uh, I offer you a room to stay in. Uh, you can rest, receive any food you might need, uh, take a break for a moment, uh, and just enjoy your stay here at the mansion, at the manor itself. Uh, all I ask is there's no need to go to my tower. Uh, we all have our privacy. I will give you yours if you give me mine. Okay. Um, what was your daughter doing in prison or in jail? Uh, well, you see, uh, Zoe uh, was caught, I'm assuming, doing something unnatural. Uh, she's been a bit standoffish ever since she got back. Um, but she probably got caught outside of town doing something she shouldn't have. I mean, it's hard to tell with her. She doesn't like to expose too much of what she's up to. She does help me with many of the things I required around here, but she doesn't like to get into too much. Okay. Um, can you show me to my room? And when supper is ready? Says, uh, my men will take you now. As he kind of heads back over to his desk, you see the two Warforged who let you into this room, open up the doors once again as they kind of nod towards you and begin walking down the hallway. Uh, are you going to follow them? Okay. Uh, they lead you back down to the first floor, back through the foyer as they head down a small little hallway, open up a room as it, it's a fairly nice little room. It's got a nice little queen bed, a dresser set up with a large little credenza with a mirror on top of it and just kind of standard bedding and whatnot. Uh, and then they kind of nod back at you as they walk away. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, since it's still probably, what, now four or five? Yeah, it's probably like, yeah, around five-ish. Okay. If I go to the main door, it's is it still locked? It's got the board over it, yeah, like the board kind of covering. Do we have the two butlers on the side? Uh, No, they aren't there anymore. Don't really want to step on anybody's toes and undo it and then leave. Um. I'm going to go to the kitchen and see if I can find any of the Warforged and ask him if I can leave. Okay. Uh, it takes you a little bit of time as you find yourself kind of wrapping through a few hallways, finding yourself back in the same different little rooms as you finally kind of catch the scent of some sort of cooking and you follow your nose that way. Um, as you get into the kitchen, you see uh, one Warforged kind of working by itself and the kitchen is it's like stirring some sort of pot. And it's just kind of faced away from you at this point. Uh, hello, sir. Uh, what time what do I expect to eat? Uh, it kind of flashes back. Like it knocks the spoon off into this large 
pot in front of it as it sets it onto the counter it turns around at you as it uh looks up and it holds up just a uh, one finger one minute and it shakes its head one hour and it nods its head okay so after the cook tells me for one hour i'm gonna ask him like is it okay if i leave the the manor you see it like nod once again as you hear footsteps now approaching from down the hallway uh you see two warforged kind of now standing at this little entryway into the kitchen as they appear to be waiting for you. Okay. I'll follow those guys. Okay. Uh, they begin leading you back down towards the hallway. Uh, as you hear now footsteps approaching from a different direction, as you see the bald-headed woman kind of walking down and almost crossing paths with you as you guys walk down, passing through a corridor, and she's heading in towards the kitchen as well. Oh, uh, I stop. You stop? Okay, the Warforged stop as well. And then she's just kind of still just like paying no attention as she's just kind of walking. Zoe. Uh, she takes like no notice of you. Zoe, can I talk to you for one moment, please? Without the Warforged. Uh, you see her stop and kind of stare at you for a moment. Uh, and then you kind of see her put her hands up. Like, what? Kind of thing? or Yeah, kind of. Okay. okay. Uh, do you have a place that we can talk privately? Uh, you just kind of see her like shrug as she kind of just points at her ears for a moment. Is she deaf or is she being deceitful of that she can't hear? Roll an insight check. Insight 19. I mean, you don't really know her. So even still with a 19, it's hard to tell because you, I mean, you don't run into many deaf people and it's kind of something you really haven't noticed much often, but uh, she appears to not really hear you. She's just kind of reading your lips as you talk to her. And she appears to be somewhat telling, like you see her more staring at your mouth directly rather than your eyes every time you talk. And it appears that she can't hear you in some way. Uh, I look to one of the Warforged. I'm like, I need a pen and paper, please. Uh, they hand you over. Like you see one of them walk away into the kitchen as it comes back momentarily uh, as you begin to see it kind of signing like some sort of stuff off at her. And then it hands over a pen and paper to you. Can I see what it signed off to her? No, he didn't write it. He literally, with his hands, was kind of like doing oh. some sign language towards her and okay. then like handed you over the notebook. As I'm going to write in a notebook, uh, can you tell me about why, tell me why you were in prison? Okay. Um, as you see her scribble down in the notebook for a moment, uh, she hands it back over to you. Uh, as you read it, it just says, um, got caught doing something i shouldn't have I, I write back i feel like we're on the same path and i'd like to know if we can be on the same side uh okay <laughs> uh she scribbles down for a moment as she's kind of shaking her head and she hands it back and it just says i don't get involved with my father's business anymore i don't know much about your father's business he's hired me to get information about the witten empire uh if you have any further information that might help me, I'd appreciate it. And I hand it back. Okay, so it takes you a minute. Yeah. yeah, all that yeah. Uh, <laughs> as you hand it over to her, uh, she scribbles down for like half a second and hands it back to you. And it just says, they are scum. Who? And hand it back quickly, as fast as I can, before she walks away. She just underlines the Witten Empire that you wrote in the last one and hands it back to you. I nod and I rip out what we wrote. And I'll put it in my pocket with my sleeve. 
Okay. She nods at you. Kind of, she liked that move as she like nods towards you and begins walking back into the kitchen. Uh, the two warforgers still staring on at you as they're kind of like, are like holding an arm out and looking down the hallway. Okay. I'll follow those guys. Okay. Uh, they walk down, approaching in as you kind of swing out back towards the main door itself. Uh, the two of them approach up as they unbrace the door and swing open the gates for you. Uh, one of them stays behind as the other steps outside. Because hmm. he's following me now. I can't go to the tower. <laughs> 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 I look to the Warforge that is with me. I'm like, where's the, the nearest bar? You see it. So, like, the door still hasn't shut. They still are. You're just kind of standing as they have the open doorway oh, okay. at this point. Or are you stepping outside? I'm stepping outside. Ask. Yeah. Okay. So, as you step outside, uh, the door is shut behind you as you hear the large slat of wood slam back down, kind of bracing the doors once again. Uh, as you ask that, he just kind of points back into the house. I'm looking for a town, a town bar, not the... Uh... Not the uh, manor bar. Uh, you see it just shake its head. No. There is no bar. And it nods its head, yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, and then asking you, was the tower, so when I was looking at the tower, it was inside the manor or outside the manor? It's attached to it. So, like, you're now facing down the trail, so it's to your right, but once you were approaching, it was to your left. But it's about, like, a four-story tower that's attached to the side of this large mansion that only stands about three stories tall so it stands like a, an extra floor above okay yeah and that's so, from the top of that tower is where you see the green lights kind of glowing and you see kind of stuff happening up there okay i'm gonna walk down the stairs and just wa do a loop around the manor and see if i can see anything that sticks out to me you're seeing windows and stuff like that and they're all just kind of looking into this is like the so as you walk down the large steps and you begin circling the building, keep in mind you were on like the second floor, which was basically the main floor. So there is like one floor with kind of windows that you haven't seen into. And as you kind of circle around, you see like a dining room through one window, a bedroom through the other. Uh, the tower itself has no windows on it until it reaches up to the top floor, which is almost just bay windows surrounding this entire section of it but you can't see. It's just so high up there. You can't really get a sight on it other than like just kind of shadows and light looking up to a ceiling. Um, Is there any doors on the tower? No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and as you're kind of peering around the place, the outside of the property is just kind of... There's some fuller trees as it stretches out around it, but kind of closer to the manor, most of them are dead. And as you kind of circle around, you're not really seeing much. As you get to the back end of the manor and you look out, you see a... It goes off for a moment deeper into a forest as it appears to just kind of crest off and lead over. You can see, like, the ocean almost into this backside. The, what would that be? The northeast side of the manor. It does kind of head down and towards an ocean at a certain point. Okay. Was a Warforge following me this whole time? He's still, yeah, he's just kind of right behind you. Okay. Uh, I look at him like, I assume dinner's ready here soon. Uh, it nods. Okay. Please lead the way. Okay. Uh, it turns back around, 
and walks you back towards uh, the front door as you get halfway up the steps. The door swings open once again as two Warforged kind of stand there holding the door open once again. Uh, as you approach into the doorway, they lock it tight behind you and they walk you down to a small dining room. Uh, you see one bowl placed at a table. No one else. Yep. Okay. I'll eat in peace. I'll just, I will take this as after a hungover night. Uh, you chow down. It's not the best food you've ever had, but it's edible and it's decent. It's filling. It's just a lot of potatoes and meat basically stirred into a soup. Uh, so it's like yeah. I cooked it. <laughs> like what? It's like if I cooked it. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. okay. Well, you know, that better. You finish up your bowl quick enough. Is one of the Warforged is kind of just standing out on like, he's standing on the exit to the doorway as he's just kind of staring forward at a wall. Not really paying any attention to you, just kind of waiting for you almost. Can I not like suspiciously, but... It's kind of like, oh, I'm going to walk into this other room without him noticing. Not through the door. He's looking out if there's another door. There's another, yeah. So you want to, like, stealthily? or Yeah, but I don't want to be, like, tiptoeing. Just like, oh, I'm done. I'm going to take it to the kitchen or wherever. I'm done with my bowl, so I'm going to take it somewhere else. Like, out a different door? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're playing it off good, as you see it, kind of just still standing there staring. As you begin, like, walking out the other door, and as you come out the other door, you see another Warforge now kind of heading down the hallway towards you. Fuck. These guys uh, and it, it's, like, it's still eyes glowing green as the other one is still just standing there, and this one kind of nods down at you as it reaches its hands out. I give him the bowl. Where does he turn, a, turn away? Or does he? Uh, so as he grabs it, you hear the footsteps behind you of the other one everywhere has it gone through the door uh you're like you approached like the precipice of the door when this one walked up and now the other ones walked up behind you i can't get out of here okay well this makes me a little worry scary okay can you take me to lord zoe please uh the one behind you nods as the one who you handed the bowl off to turns away and walks towards the kitchen area uh it walks down the hallway leading you back up the staircase past the two large doors that you'd been at once before down to another large door that's been painted a bright like bright blue basically and it uh kind of holds a hand out to stop you like about like four or five feet from the door are you stopping or are you yeah i'll yeah. stop yeah okay it stops you as it turns walks another five feet towards the door as you hear it knock onto the door and pull it open uh, it doesn't make sense why it's knocking because she's deaf. So <laughs> <don't think> <laughs> uh, it opens up the door as you see a minute or two later, uh, it approaches out of the door and Zoe's kind of standing behind it now in a change of clothes and kind of like a robe, like a black robe that she's kind of dressed herself into as she approaches out. And uh, you see her just kind of like give you the what like, Okay. Of what anybody would understand. I'm gonna like scribble, like, uh, like look to the Warforge and like kind of scribble and like gesture, like I need something to write on. Okay. Uh, it nods as it steps away for a moment and walks down the hallway. Uh, a minute or so later, it comes back with a 
piece of paper and a writing utensil as it hands it over to you and it steps back. Uh, not, like, suspiciously, but I'm kind of like, turn away from the Warforge just so I can write something. Okay, yeah. I mean, you can kind of get your back to it and it doesn't seem to be, like, peering over your shoulder as you're able to write your messages. Okay. I'm going to write uh, so many uh, GRIs. Okay. Uh, she writes GRIs question mark on the paper after you see it. <laughs> okay. Gr- well, I don't know what it means. <laughs> okay. <laughs> green. green. I write green and yeah, hand it back. Because all the Warforge's eyes. Yeah. What's the R stand for? Uh, green. G-R-E-E-N. Oh, so you meant like G-R-I's? Yeah. The way you said it makes it sound like literally G-R-I. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> G-R so I space. Thought was, I thought it was an acronym for something. Uh, uh. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Uh, <laughs> so many G-R-I's. Uh, <laughs> she kind of looks it over confusingly for a minute. <laughs> uh, as you see her begin to scribble. Uh, she hands back over a note to you as it says, uh, they are the eyes of my father. Uh, why so protective slash strict? You see her take it over as she kind of looks up for a moment, kind of thinking, and she scribbles back down uh, and hands it over. On the note, you see it just says uh, he doesn't like his studies to get out. He doesn't, or like, he doesn't like his experiments being known. He keeps a secretive tight ship. Uh, what experiments? Roll a persuasion check with writing so it's going to be cursive go ahead and roll a performance check first i don't know if that's the right role for this but suck it up people if you don't like it i'll take it it's 23 baby okay uh now go ahead and roll a persuasion okay i since that was so high i'll switch it to another dice (laughs) Ooh, it's another 23 (laughs) okay you see her kind of set the notebook into her pocket for a moment as she begins signing towards the uh, Warforged. It nods at her as it begins walking away down the hallway, um, leaving you two alone. Um, she goes back to her notebook as she begins writing into it, uh, and it just says uh, his experiments with life. I've got a very shocked expression on my face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Necromancy question mark? She takes it for a moment as she scribbles into it and she hands it back to you and it just says, not him. And then she holds up a hand and kind of points it at herself. I don't like this open, like half open dialogue where I can't <laughs> just say, what the fuck do you mean, yo? Uh, this makes it hard. Uh, are you a necromancer? Question mark? Yeah. So as you write that, uh, she nods kind of yes at you. I, I just kind of nod, and I kind of forgot what she said earlier about her father. She doesn't get in her father's business. Okay, um, I write back, um, why don't you get into your father's, or into his business? You just see her write back, uh, too many mistakes in the past, and not worth it anymore. Again, I don't like this open dialogue, but that's what happens when, you know. You come across deaf people, you, it works the same way. You can't be as open. So I feel bad. It just sucks. 
I just write thank you, show it to her, and then rip up what we wrote. Okay. Uh, you see her nod back at you as she kind of like places her hand to a chest and extends it out. And uh, then you see her turn as she knocks against the wall for a moment. And then she begins walking back into her room. As you see her walk back into her room and the door closes, you hear footsteps now approaching back behind you once again. As you see a uh, the same Warforge who's kind of been with you this time. Okay. As he now approaches and it just kind of stands there with its arms to the side. I would like to adjourn to my bed, please. Okay. It uh, nods at you as it leads you back down the staircase, back through the main hallway, and down to your room as it kind of like nods at you at the door. Okay. Open up the door. All right. Yeah. Uh, still your same bedroom. Uh, yeah. You've got your little bed, your dresser, your night, your credenza with a mirror on top of it, and you've got one window as well. But and then what time are we looking at now? Uh, it's probably seven or eight at night. It's a little, little early, but it's dark outside. Okay. And this is the question that I have to ask myself: Do I try to go to the tower, or do I just fucking suck it up and go to bed? That's up to you. That's the joys of D and D. No, that's uh. See, it's hard because I don't have anybody to ping on. Like, what do you, what do you want to do? What do you, like, do you have anything that you know sounds good? Do we just go to bed and take it? I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it's smarter. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's great. I was like, no, we gotta find out. <laughs> no, gotta ask myself: Am I losing pertinent information by not doing anything, or am I fuck myself trying to sneak around and roll some shitty things? The dice have been too nice to me. You haven't rolled enough ones yet no. compared to usual. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the last session I rolled too many ones. Now I'm like, I haven't rolled one. One. Yeah. So I'm gonna roll one. Okay, I'm gonna suck it up. I'm gonna go to bed. Okay. Um and as you lay your head against the pillow and begin to try to rest, uh the candles slowly blow out in the room over time. Uh the manor itself goes quiet and that's where we're going to go ahead and call it. Uh, thank you for listening to this. Not so many bonus episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll be back this Sunday with a special guest to us, an old time friend. Um, yeah. Anything you have to say? I should have gone to that tower. <laughs> All right. Uh, everyone have a kick-ass day. Thank you for listening to One Shot Dungeons. I'm Kyle, your DM. That was Jakey, our reoccurring player. Are you itching for a good story? Laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three-hour-long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So, join us on a real play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Bye, Breathing Kittens podcast. Fantasy, action, mystery, friendship.